something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to The Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Many Crush. Spooky Crush. That's right. The first ever Halloween Many Crush Spooktacular. I'm going to talk like this the whole time. <laughs> it's my ghost voice. That's a terrible ghost voice. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, one break coming up. That was good, Chuck. Was that your ghost voice? No, that was my Van Halen ref. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't get that. I'm, I'm under 40. <laughs> man. You really hammering me about my. <laughs> I'm almost forty. I mean, I'm 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 halfway to forty. I can't wait till you're forty. I'm gonna bury you. You're gonna give me shit. I I'm gonna, it, dude. I deserve it. I'm gonna bury you with Viagra jokes and Van Halen Riffs. CDs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. I just know Hot for Teacher and um, you know the Sammy Hagar stuff. Van Hagar, huh? Yeah, that's Emily's jam. Yeah, she's like, I like Van Hagar better. I'm like, what? He did right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, no tomorrow. Yeah, I remember that from the Crystal Pepsi commercial. I like Van Hagar. I saw them in concert. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all the Van Halen incarnations. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. No, early Van Halen. I did not see Gary Sharon. Awesome. <laughs> early, I mean, like that dude could shred, and that drummer is fantastic. Yeah, the opening of Hoffer Teacher with like the double bass, classic double bass. Yeah, you know who does that song live sometimes is Ween. Who I'm going to see this weekend. Oh, that's right. Are you going? No, I'm not going. Ah, no, I've got the kid, man. I got the kid. I've seen Ween several times, though. They are great, and they do do excellent covers. Yes, I've seen them do Hot for Teacher. I've seen them do Purple Rain. Uh, they kind of got into a groove where they were doing some like pretty great songs. Cover songs, that is. I'm a big fan of Mr. Richard Smoker. <laughs> yeah. You're a poopy poker. Yes. <laughs> so wrong. Uh, all right. So, Noel, this is our first ever spooktacular uh, I was going to thank someone at first, but now I don't see it. But someone 
went and found footage from the David Byrne show of me removing the beer shot from the balcony. What? And uh, put that on our page. No way. I didn't hear this. Thank you to uh, Christian Fruling. Uh, Someone posted that. And it's it's right there. That's me. (laughs) It's kind of cool. And I kind of wonder what the stage looked like from uh, a different perspective. And there you have it, the, that balcony. It's a good seat. Oh, yeah. I think that, I mean, the more I think about it, the more that might have been the optimal seat for that show. Balcony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like you get that front row of the balcony. Front row of the balcony would have yeah, been awesome. I kind of agree. All right. So, Noel, here's what I did. This is going to be a two-part Halloween spooktacular this year, horror movie special. Uh, we, You and I are going to man the boards today, and I just posted a bunch of – uh, or a few, three or four questions to the Movie Crush Facebook audience to hear what they think about uh, some stuff. And then next week, I'm very bummed that things got reshuffled today because we were supposed to record with you and me and Robert and Joe from Stuff to Blow Your Mind. I know. I was really looking forward to it. And Robert uh, fell ill, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. So we switched it up and you and I are doing this one today. And then next week, the three of us, uh, me, Robert, and Joe are doing it because you're on tour. I'm on tour. What goes on tour stays on tour, and that's me. You should have plugged your tour. In fact, actually, this will be coming out uh, Monday. on Monday. Yeah. So plug your tour. Where yeah, are you sure. Uh, so this uh, this podcast I do called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, where we apply critical thinking to conspiracy theories and creepy stuff and, uh, you know, weird government cover-ups and all that, anything you can think of in that vein. Um, we are doing five shows. We're, we start off in Boston. On Tuesday, October 23rd, we're at the Armory in Boston. And then Thursday, October 25th, we are in Arlington, uh, right outside of D.C. at the Arlington Cinema and Draft House. Then Friday, October 26th, we're at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then Saturday, October 27th, we are at the Bell House in Brooklyn, which I, I love. Uh, we have done a show there before, and it was great. Oh, man. Um, That's our then, home away from home. Yeah. And then Sunday, uh, we're back here in Atlanta with a show at Terminal West, a hometown show. Oh, no shit. Yeah. When? Next uh, Sunday? Next Sunday, the 26th. 28th, rather. Excuse me. Oh, dude. I'd like to go to that. Yeah, of course, man. We'll put you on the list. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if anyone is into that kind of stuff, uh, we've got a fun show cooked up. It'll be me and Matt and Ben, who you may know from other shows. You may know from that show. Um, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Go out and meet Noel. And uh, give him a kiss on the cheek if he allows it with hey, consent. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll consent to that. So you're just consenting to everyone kissing you on the cheek? All the kisses. Blanket consent. Yeah. All right. Blanket me with kisses is what I say. <laughs> All right, Noel. Let's get into it here. I'm really bummed you're not going to be in that uh, part two next week. I know because those guys are horror aficionados. Yeah, I am a fair-weather horror fan at best, but I do enjoy it and looking forward to talking with you about it. Yeah, I'm even uh, – well, here's my deal since we're talking about horror movies – I like horror movies. I am not an aficionado. I am not a uh, uh, a rabid like. Um, Got to see the next big horror movie that comes out every time. If it gets good buzz and I hear it's good, I definitely want to check it out because I do like horror films. But like Hereditary, I heard about that and I was like, I got to see this in the theater. So that happens sometimes. It follows the witch. Uh, those are all movies that got sufficient buzz to uh, drag me into the theater to see them. Because horror movies are great to see in a in a room full of people. Totally. I just rewatched The Witch the other night. <laughs> totally holds up. Love it. Did I tell my witch story in here about seeing that in New York? Oh, I don't think so, no. Uh, so, uh, spoiler alert coming up. If you haven't seen The Witch, you may want to tune out for the next, like, 30 seconds. Crowded theater in New York. Uh, the scene where the crow is picking at the woman's breast. Mm-hmm. You could hear a pin drop. Everyone's crawling out of their skin. And this girl, like, on the third row goes... 
that's so fucked up. <laughs> and everybody died laughing. Because we all needed that. Wasn't that, it was in like this that amazing Valley Girl voice? It was yeah. perfectly timed. It was just, it was one of the great movie shouts in a theater I've ever heard. It reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where he's like, they're seeing the movie about the blimp or the Hindenburg or whatever. Uh-huh. And George has his movie shout joke planned. Oh, that's right. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it's definitely a thing. Yeah, that's great, man. Oh, man. All right. So that's my deal with uh, horror movies. You're, I think, sounds like a little more of an aficionado than me. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my genre. I enjoy it, though. And mm-hmm. um, I've seen I've seen enough to, to talk about it, I guess. Yeah, I think I would see more if Emily was really into it. Like if she was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Didn't you say she gets the creeps? She doesn't nah, like she's the... not really into it. She's not into it. No, but mm-hmm. she wants to know. It's funny. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to see that, but tell me about it. Yeah, exactly. Or like, let me read the Wikipedia. About <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I know the murder traps in every Saw movie. Never seen a one of them. I think I saw that first Saw movie. Mm. Eh, it was all right. Yeah. But you and I are on the same page. We've discussed it on the show that the we much appreciate something like a truly disturbing uh, hereditary than yeah. like the torture porny, oh yeah, hostile type yeah, of films. That's, that's that stuff's no fun. Yeah, that stuff's no fun for me. But we're you know it's it's good times lately because there's been a renaissance of great horror films in the past uh, decade. I think so. Uh, the first question I pose to you all, uh, the listening audience, is basically this: What's your favorite all time horror movie? Just thought I'd lob one out there, and uh, I'm going to just leave this one up too because this ends up being again a good uh, recommendation thread, and 174 people replied, so I'm going to go through as many as these as I can. Scott Bailey says uh, a tie between Alien and The Shining. Is Alien a horror movie? Oh sure, okay. I think so. I mean, it's sci-fi it's, horror. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. I've heard people argue that. Uh, Steve Shannon, um, sorry, Steph Shannon says, I absolutely loved The Conjuring. Uh, really scared me, made me appreciate a good spooky film. Uh, Ashley Reynolds says, The Witch is such a feminist take on witch mythology and lore. Truly creeps me out and also makes me feel empowered. That's great. Uh, Nick Kelly says, uh, The Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere. I never saw that one. I haven't seen that, but I have been to uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, mm. which is where the Mothman was originally sighted. Gotcha. The Mothman being this kind of like winged uh-huh. He-Man action figure looking <laughs> creature that, uh, you know, appears before big disasters that happen, like bridge collapses and horrible things like that. And there's a Mothman statue and there's a Mothman museum. And, I, and I've seen them both. That's great. No, I love that. The reality, Mothman reality tour. Speaking of Seinfeld. Uh, Kara Smith also loves The Conjuring. Uh, Mike Pintola says The Orphanage. Uh, that was good. The Orphanage by uh, Guillermo Benicio Del Toro. That's a good one. You ever seen that one? Which one? The Orphanage, Del Toro. Is that is that a... Um, it's like a, a period set, creepy, haunted orphanage. Yeah, did he actually direct that or did he just... I thought he just like produced it or had some... Had some I think he directed it. it. Okay, maybe. We'll look that up. Matt Winship is and forever will be Silent Hill. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so based on a video game. Yeah. It's got some cool creature effects. Yeah? I, I, I haven't seen it, but I've, I've, I've looked up the creatures like we were just talking about. There's one called Pyramid Head. <laughs> that is about like you would think. He has a pyramid for a head. <laughs> uh, Michael Wood says, Psych horror gets you where shock, gore, and torture porn can't. So Shadow of a Doubt is his movie pick. Uh, Zach Hollingsworth, another one for The Witch. Uh, Joe Kosky, another Shining. Uh, Mary Beth Ward McDonough, Halloween, The Ridge, 1978. 
Uh, Melinda Bacal... Oh, man. I think I do this every time with your name, Melinda. Uh, Bacaleo. I love Scream. Scream is a classic. It is. It really holds up. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got good gore, but not so much that it's, like, irritating or, yeah. like, you know, over the top. And it's just, like, a good kind of spin on the whole genre, like, by, by one of the innovators of the genre, like Wes yeah. Craven. You know, and and at the cool. time, uh, I talked about this on the Nate uh, Bargazzi episode, he, uh, it was re- pretty revolutionary at the time. Horror was in a bad state. And Scream just really brought the whole genre back in in favor. Kind of cool. Uh, Chris Good, Cabin in the Woods. Agreed. Uh, Great movie. I really dug the shit out of that movie. That's another good twist. Like it had a good um, oh, yeah kind. I don't want to spoil anything, but it just has a it's a it's a good kind of inversion of like the horror trope. Mm-hmm. It's very much like Scream in that way. Yeah, it's of. not what you think it no, is. No, it's cool. Uh, I also liked Cabin Fever. Believe it or not, remember that movie. Isn't that the one with, like, the peeling skin? Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I haven't seen that one. It was pretty good. That's Eli Roth, I want to I know. Say. And, and he's, he's, a, he's a torture porn yeah. guy. Yeah. I saw uh, The Green... Uh, the Green Mile? No, <laughs> I did see that. Uh, the, the one that he did recently. The one that's like a ripoff of Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Green Inferno, I think Green it was Inferno, called. yeah. Did you see it? No, I just don't have any interest in that. Wasn't any good. No. Uh, Kiefer Euro says, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, Jenna Van Valen. Oh, my God. So close. To being Van Halen. Wow. That's a pretty cool last name. Jenna Van, Van Halen. Halen. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I was just talking this last night with my hubby. I love horror movies and I want them to be awesome, but I'm usually let down. I feel like they often have a great story or concept or scares and then the endings feel like a letdown. Uh, but she says Cabin in the Woods too. Uh, I'm going to skip down because I always feel bad for people who are late to the party. Winston Herbert, 1980s The Changeling with George C. Scott. That's a good movie. Uh, Rebecca Robe, our old pal, says, 70s, 80s horror movies, uh, Silver Bullet. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That's a Stephen King book, or a short story, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like the kid in the wheelchair with the, with yeah. the werewolf and stuff. Yeah. yeah that, that was awesome. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie, Halloween, The Changeling, or a few of her favorites. Uh, Michael Morgan, Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton. Eh, I don't know if that's a horror movie. Uh, Jameson Owsley says, Pet Cemetery. You know, we've talked about that. Have you seen the new trailer? Yeah, it looks good. It looks cool. I think it looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, that movie, I, have I talked about how that movie wrecked me as a child? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like bad. Yeah. Like bad. Bad Bad things happen. Really, really bad things happen. I think, I think that, I, it may still be with me to this day, the, 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 the trauma that that caused. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that in therapy next week. You should. Uh, Ian Bauer says Evil Dead 2. Yeah, those were, uh, those are horror bordering on comedy. Kind of a nice mix. Still horror in a way. Quinn Cabill says, uh, it's got to be It Follows. Great foreboding movie with an excellent score, awesome suspense, and superb acting. I loved It Follows. Me too. So original. I like the fact that the timeline of it was uh, was vague. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the eighties? Is it the you know when is it set? Because yeah. there was like some weird kind of esoteric technology. Eighties, uh-huh. but there was like a weird like clamshell phone thing that yeah. somebody had that was almost like a little hologram that's Star right. Trekky type thing, oh, that's and it right. didn't really. It was very out of place, and it made the whole th- called into question the whole timeline of the movie, which I liked a lot. I need to see that again. I think Emily might even like that one. Yeah, there's a lot of cool little little Easter eggs in that one for sure. Yeah, and boy, just the concept of doing a, a movie that's like the scary thing is invisible. Mm-hmm. It's like so creative. Yeah, it was good. And the soundtrack's amazing. It was one of the, you know, that was kind of one of the big ones that started doing the real synthy kind of, like, you know, we've yeah. been like with Stranger Things and all that. We've got this awesome like synth renaissance, which you know I really love. Sure. All no. because of old John Carpenter. That's right. 
the man. Uh, Elizabeth Worsley says, I liked Sinister. Uh, never saw that one. Uh, Edward Hackett says, Ravenous. Um, mm, I don't know if that was horror. That's the cannibal you want, right? With uh, yeah, isn't Guy Pierce in that? Yeah, I saw that w- weirdly many Robert years ago. Robert Carlyle, I want to say. Uh, Did yes. I make that up? Absolutely. Nice, Noel. I nailed it. Wow. Look at you. You have no holes. I got no holes. I'm hole free. Uh, Ian Lyons, uh, 80s classic Return of the Living Dead. Uh, Teresa DeMauro, I haven't seen any love for In the Mouth of Madness, starring Sam Neill. Fair enough. Uh, let me skip down here. The Dead Zone from Teresa Barker. Yeah, that's a good one. Another uh, Stephen King on the list. Uh, Mike Ireland, 100% The Shining. Uh, Michael Goldberg, tie between Halloween and Evil Dead 2. Uh, Thomas Tinarello says Gremlins. Oh, come on. It's not a horror movie unless you're 11. Did you ever see Gremlins and all? Yeah, but that scared the crap out of me when I was 11. There's that part where the dude gets his hand bitten off by the gremlin with the chocolate bar, you know, in the, yeah. in the, in the dark lab. That's right. That's pretty scary. All right. Fair for, enough. For a child. I'll stand down then. Uh, Anastasia uh, Netzinger, great name. Have a hard time picking just one, but she goes with Misery and Sinister. Ooh, Misery. That was great. Kathy Bates. Classic. Classic. Kathy Bates. Classic. Uh, unhinged Bates. Yeah, man. Oh, and that thing with the wood block in between the, the shins. Yeah, the, the cobbling. Is Ooh, that what they call it? Hobbling. Hobbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cobbling. Cobbling is when you make shoes. <laughs> I was listening to our mini crush the other day for funsies, yeah. and uh, I was laughing at, <laughs> legit LOLing at uh, Duke and the Stats. Duke and the Stats. <laughs> I think, did, did I determine that it was something else? It was juking the stats. Juking the stats. Oh, it was so And it was a wire funny. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I'm, I'm going with Duke and the Stats. Duke and the Stats, everybody. You know, I, think, I, I know why I think that. I think of putting your Dukes up. So I'm thinking duking the stats would be like punching the stats. Okay. You know, punching up <laughs> sure. the stats, right? That makes sense. Come on. Uh, I need to say a lot of people are putting The Shining down. Um, so if you said The Shining, I'm not reading your name. It's just because I don't want to read The Shining 25 times. Uh, Patrick Gorman says, A Thief in the Night scared me as a young Baptist boy. Uh, never saw that, but that boy still lives inside of me, so maybe I'll check it out. Uh, Predator, Jordan Wang, kind of a crossover horror sci-fi. That's not horror. Yeah, no, it's more sci-fi. I don't know, man. It's vague. What, what, what makes a horror? I think these horrors have to have, like, jump scares and, like, you know— uh, that, that, I do think that's more of like an action movie. That's an action movie. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to close with a funny one from Alan Smithy, which that in itself is a pretty good joke. Uh, he says, Sex in the City 2 is his favorite horror movie. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> that's pretty good, Alan. Uh, all right. We're going to move on then. Another Facebook query. And everyone, these these are – I'm going to leave them up, like I said. And it is Halloween horror movie time of the year. So if you're looking for – some recommendations. Go check out that thread uh, on the Movie Crush page on Facebook. Uh, all right, the next one I asked for, since we do trope time, even though there is one guy that hates it, uh, who shall remain nameless, I'm going to do horror movie tropes, specific horror movie tropes right here. Uh, Mallory uh, Foskett got things going with babysitters always being horribly self-involved and talking to their boyfriends on the phone so they realize someone else is in the house. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a horror movie trope and a half. Uh, we've mentioned this one before, Joshua Scott, but it's a good one. Running up the stairs instead of out the door or through a window or literally any other way out of danger. 
My favorite uh, use of that is in Nightmare on Elm Street when she runs up the stairs, but then the stairs turn into marshmallows. Oh, yeah. You know, they kind of melt and her feet sink into it. That was pretty cool. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good movie. Welcome to hell. He didn't say that. but <laughs> I remember even when I saw Nightmare on Elm Street back then, I was a little, and I may have mentioned this before, a little like taken out of it by the fact that Freddy Krueger ran after people because I was so used to the Michael Myers, Jason, slow walk. And there's something creepier to me about someone who's only slowly walking yet still gaining ground on you. Well, I don't know, man. Like Nightmare on Elm Street is is I think it's kind of goofy. I, I think I've always thought it was sort of silly because he's got all these one liners, you know, and like he's sort of like this like weirdly jovial murderer, you know. He, he talks too much. Yeah, he did talk a lot. He talks a lot because we're used to the silent killer too. That's right. Freddie broke a lot of a lot of tropes. I think. Have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street two? Yeah, I think I saw like the first three. Well, you you may not remember this. I don't remember two. Two is considered kind of like uh, an iconic horror movie in the gay community because oh, really? it's like the, the there's the the um there's a lot of kind of like homoeroticism in it and kind of imp- it's implied that the main character is gay mm-hmm. and he is sort of like the scream queen in this movie, oh. but he's a dude, right? And it's. Kind of a big deal. Wow. It's really interesting. That's awesome. If you go back and watch it, it's it's pretty – I mean, it's it's really bad. It was like – it's confusing because Nightmare on Elm Street was obviously such a smash, and then they turned around and made this one really quick. Right. It's, it's not a good movie. Oh, okay. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of like artifact, I guess, of the, of the time. And oh, the nice. Thinking behind okay. it is pretty, and there's like even a documentary about the whole – Oh, wow. Yeah, connections there. Yeah, it's check that cool. out. Yeah. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Uh, Cody Armstrong says tripping while running, of course. Like tripping on acid? No, I think tripping. Oh, I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're back on the tropes. Uh, Jason Browder says fumbling the keys. Oh, man, oh, man. I know where every key on my keychain is, and I can pick them out by feel. There's no need to fumble around looking for the correct key to start the damn car. Oh, come on, man. But you're not being chased by a Yeah, by a chainsaw. By a chainsaw-wielding psycho. Come on. Come on. That's Come your on. line, Noel. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Kayla Giordano says, protagonists never turn the lights on in their house when they hear things going bump in the night. That's true. They always kind of leave it dark. Yeah. I would turn on every fucking light in the house. But then it wouldn't be spooky, Chuck. I would build lights and turn those on. It would not be spooky. <laughs> okay. Joseph Noblet says, son of Nob. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. That was great. <laughs> and there's also a great character on Strangers with Candy named Mr. Noblet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's Joseph. Uh, Joseph says, I love the creepy old man in the beginning of the film with his ominous foreboding of the terrible things to come. Uh, but the characters disregard his warning. Y'all don't want to go down that road. No, not that road. People don't come back from that. Well, it's like the guy from Pet Cemetery. He's like, everyone says that. Don't go into the road, Lois. <laughs> the soil is sour. <laughs> is that your New England well, that's how he sounds. All right. It's, it's, it's uh, Fred Gwynn. Oh, that's right. Who played uh, Herman Munster. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, we get uh, Lithgow in the new Lithgow one. looks cool, only he doesn't say the soil is sour, which I thought was weird because that's a very iconic line. He says something like, the soil is bad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That kind of bugged me a little bit or uh, something along those lines. Interesting. The soil can't grow daisies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Lopez, our old buddy here on the page, uh, evil demonic people. Having blanked out eyes or just missing their eyes altogether. Hmm. I mean, sure. It's a good indicator of someone that someone's demon possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sierra Rain, such a pretty name. Spooky music leading up to some moment of silence. Then the hero sees nothing and heaves a sigh of relief and then turns around and gets a big fright with a big musical sting. Yeah. And sometimes it's a fake out with like a cat. Or something. That's that's yeah. Tropes upon tropes. Yeah, I like it. People are having fun with Mm -hmm. it. Teresa Demaro says uh, those slatted or shuttered folding closet doors are in every horror movie. I can't have those in my house. I know what she's talking about. Um, the ones that basically, I think they put them in there so if you're hiding in a closet, you can see out a little bit. You know what I'm talking you about? You mean the little slats? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're angled. Yeah. That's right. But that's that's why they put those in horror movies, I think. Sure. So you can hide in a closet and still peek out. You can peek out and you get that cool shot yeah. behind the slats. Did I ever tell you, boy, this is perfect for the horror movie episode, my ultimate horror movie shot that I composed in my head 20 years ago? No, do tell. Uh, all right, here's the scene. Um, people in the woods, uh, bad things are happening on like a camping trip, let's say. And... Uh, someone gets out in the woods by themselves at night. They're walking around. It's quiet. It's scary. 
You know the way a flashlight beam looks in the woods? Yeah. It looks scary. Yeah, it kind of cuts like a – it looks like a weird laser or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then the thing it's the on 30 feet away, right. that's the only thing illuminated, and it just looks creepy. Uh-huh. So this is going on. You walk around with a flashlight, and you hear a noise up in the tree. The flashlight slowly rises up the tree to the top, and there is a person hanging from a noose by the neck, seemingly dead. The flashlight beam hits it. As soon as the flash uh, beam hits it, the person's head pops up and looks at them, brings their hands up with a knife and cuts the rope and falls out of frame of the flashlight beam. And you just hear from like fucking 50 feet up. Yeah. And you just hear a thud on the ground and then footsteps coming hard at you through the woods. That's awesome. I got chills right now. No, that's pretty good, Chuck. I've been... Telling people that shot for 20 years. Well, now someone's going to steal it. Do it. Yeah, that's I want to see it. It's worth it. That, I'm no, never going to do it. That's good. That's good. Now you just got to write a movie around it, you know? I thought about it. Yeah. I think I, I got a horror script in me. Cool. Just need to poop it out one day. <laughs> the old brain poops. <laughs> uh, Eric Silvani says, the killer walking while the people that he is chasing are running, and yet the killer always catches up to them. Speaking of, we were just saying that. Um, let me see. Let's do a couple more of these. Uh, Carolyn Gaston. Carolyn's around on our page a lot, or Caroline. Uh, just a cat jump scares. Just a cat. Yeah. Sometimes accompanied by, you know, you can combine that one with the other one about the big mu- big music swell and then the nothing, and then the something ends up being just a cat. I'd like to find – you know what someone should do a documentary is on the origin of the tropes, like find – the the er version of the cat jump because someone did it first trace it back yeah I don't know I mean I, I that'd be hard to do you don't think it's like out there what that well you're right there's probably a website called originsoftropes.com uh, all right I'll do one more one more one more Christopher Watt every flashlight is faulty ain't that the truth and what do you do when you have a faulty flashlight in a movie Noel you shake it. And then what do you do? You hit it. You hit you, it and you look at yeah, it. Yeah, you look at it. That's right. And sometimes that light pops on in your face and that causes a jump scare. So there's a really good supercut called It's Just a Cat. And you can find it on uh, movies.stackexchange.com. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a supercut of all of these different ones. But it doesn't exactly say. The mirror gag, there's a supercut of that too. Like when you open the mirror, uh, the medicine cabinet mirror, and then close it and yeah, someone's behind someone's you. someone's behind you. Yeah, there's a good, a good one. That one's been trope poked. All right. Final one here, everyone. Who's the most terrifying movie killer of all time? Scariest killer. Not best movie. Not scariest movie. The scariest killer. You ready? Who's yours? Uh, I don't know. Name a few. Let me think think about it. Dana Eliason says The Girl from the Ring. For sure. Uh, AJ Middlestat says The Thing. Uh, Tammy Mitchell says Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty scares the crap out of me. Yeah, she's a creep. Kelly Ferris Marks. Um, Rutger Howard played him in The Hitchhiker. Yeah, that was pretty fucking scary. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I think it was called The Hitcher. And it was Rutger Howard and C. Thomas Howell. Uh, I could see Rutger Howard being quite scary. Yeah. Uh, Brian Clark says Uwe Boll. <laughs> yeah, like in anything, I guess. No, I think he just means he's a he kills every movie that he makes. He, he murders. Oh, okay. He's a terrible director. He, but he, he, do you know what he says? He says Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. There you go. Pyramid Slow but cool. unstoppable and dragging along that humongous sword. That's right. It is a big sword. Who do I like? I don't know. Um, 
Shit, man, that's hard. It is hard. I'll tell I mean, you, it's hard great. to beat Michael Myers. Shiger from Anton Shiger from No Country for Old Men. Oh, with his with his cow bolt gun. Yeah, not a horror movie, but a killer. He's a killer. You didn't ask me for a horror movie. You asked me for the scariest killer. No, God damn it! This is the horror movie spectacular. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I retract my answer. Josh Slaughter, good good horror movie name. He says Jigsaw. Uh, Dr. Decker in Nightbreed. That's Benjamin Johnston. Oh, you know who plays him? Who? Uh, David Cronenberg. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't I think it, I ever saw Nightbreed. It's, uh, it's okay. Yeah? I think, I think Clive Barker felt like it was kind of wrecked, and there's a director's cut of it that's apparently a little better, but it's, it's a very 80s kind of, and like the, yeah. it's very like, it's a little bit sh- kind of campy, but I think Hellraiser is great. Pinhead's a good one. Yeah, Pinhead is, and so is uh, Candyman. That was pretty good. Oh, Candyman's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah that Tony guy was, Todd. Yeah, that was. What was his name? The actor's name is Tony Todd. Yeah, he's one of those. It's just unfortunate, but like everybody sees him, says, "Oh, it's hey, Candyman." Candyman. <laughs> like I'm frightened, and he's probably a sweet guy, or he may be a creep. Who knows? Um, let me see here. Uh, Gavin Medford got a shout out, Jason, um, from his silence to his size and the way he walks. It's terrifying. Probably doesn't help that I saw his movies when I was uh, way too young. I like that part where he takes the the girl in the sleeping bag and just bangs it against a tree. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to think of creative ways to kill people in horror movies. Yeah. So anytime someone does a little something different like that, I'm like, all right, good on you. Especially if it's camping related, you know that, they, oh, yeah. that, that that's a that's sort of a prerequisite for those for those movies too, or that one at least. It's funny. I've been uh, camping my whole life. I've been a camper, and it has never scared me. No, I, I, you know I have not been uh, in in many many years. I've been thinking about it though. I really should, should I do it? Is, is You've it, never been camping? Not since I was like a little kid. Oh no, you you would go camping with me. You would love it. Uh, can I? Yeah, dude. I need it's to. like let's steaks and booze. Oh, dude, let's do and it. Guitars, dude. It's not a backpacking trip. Are you kidding? This has got to happen. Yeah, it, I, it's I, a fun I need time. a I need a crazy routine adjustment like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you just have to poop and uh, pee outside. Are you okay I, with that? Yeah, I do it any, every <laughs> chance I get. I got a creepy camping story, actually. Uh, I went camping one time by myself because of heartbreak. How sad is that? Many years ago, I uh, had my, my heart broken uh, briefly. Got over it quickly. But I just couldn't find anyone to go with me, so I went camping uh, by myself with my dog, a uh, pit bull named Jake, who is no longer with us. And... Uh, Camping by yourself is a little different, I would say. I wasn't scared, but it was just like, it's nice to have someone else along because anything can happen. Sure. So I was camping by myself. I was in my spot that I always go to. And this guy walks up from the woods and just starts kind of chatting. And when you're camping, like sometimes people can get chatty, but usually you just sort of, especially if someone's by themselves, they're probably there by themselves for a reason, like I was. So this guy just comes up and kind of starts chit-chatting, and I'm like, yeah, and I just set up camp like an hour ago, and we were kind of talking. I was holding Jake, and uh, he's like, all right, man, good talking to you. It's like, yeah, you too. And he's like, I might uh, I might stop by later on, okay? And I was like, okay. I'll see you, I'll see you real <laughs> soon, Chuck. And he walks away, and as soon as he's gone, I fucking packed my shit up and moved about Eight miles away to another camping spot. What did he look like? Did he have a hook for a hand? No, he didn't look. Uh, he looked oh, normal, but that's how they look. 
<laughs> that's how the the killers look. Yeah. He wasn't wearing a hockey mask. No. That's your question. Not. Of course not. <laughs> but yeah, this whole like, I might stop by later. I was like, mm, no. I don't think so. Because I'm going to be drunk later. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And I can't fight you off. No. Uh-uh. That's, that was a smart move, Chuck. That was good survival skills. Thank you. Uh, Chris Hazelip says Anton Chigurh. So there you go, Noel. You got backed up. Vindicated. Uh, Kevin Spacey in Seven. That's from William Angus. You should write him, though, and tell him that's not a horror movie. And tell him <laughs> to fuck off. <laughs> Alicia Dietz says Freddy Krueger. Freddy's fun. I, I still think he's kind of a goofball. Yeah, she had a good reason, too. He could only get you when you slept. And at some point, you have to sleep. And that was one of the scary notions of that movie is when they're trying to stay awake and can't. Yeah. And those are some good moments, too, because, like, in, in that little doze moment, there'll be, like, a quick blast of spooky dream stuff, and then they'll wake up and it'll be gone or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's a good device. It is. The, see, those movies got progressively more goofy, though, I think is what I'm saying. The first one is genuinely pretty pretty spooky. Yeah. He doesn't talk quite as much, but then they realized that that was sort of his, like, thing. And right. And they really leaned into that. And oh, sort sure. Of, you know, and then he started turning into giant rubber snakes. And, yeah, that's when it got weird. Yeah. He was better to me just, like, as Freddy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, another Anton Chigurh uh, from Joshua Hall. Noel, I take it all back. You've been totally vindicated. Mm-hmm. I'm the dick. You're not. Don't talk about yourself like that, Chuck. Uh, Ken Heitmuller says the tall man from Phantasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was scary. He's got those weird little balls that, like, shoot out, like, blades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Drill into your head. Those are those are cool death scenes. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. God, another Anton Chigurh. That's from Nick Jackson. Have you seen Mandy yet, Chuck? No, man. I got to do it. You know what? Is it a horror movie? Uh, kinda. So I should do that, and we should get that out this month. Yeah. All right. It's awesome. We'll crush to judgment. I that. love it. I actually, um, I, I bought it on Amazon. Oh well. Yeah. All right. I promise you that I will watch that soon. I've just been. I, I you see, my glasses still have a uh, paper clip in them. I'm so busy, I can't even go get my glasses fixed. They've been this way for three weeks. That's cool. It's like that Rivers Cuomo look. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Patrick Gorman says the ghost in Poltergeist. Uh, Sue Hayden Ream says Michael Myers. Uh, Anna Maria Guido says from the movie Mama, the Dead Alive Mom. I, I haven't seen that, but that just sounds scary. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. It's it's, it's actually you know the guy that is he, I think his name is Doug Jones. He always plays the gangly, weird, like makeup heavy characters in like Guillermo del Toro movies, like uh-huh. Abe Sapien, the fish guy, and he's also oh, the, right, right. the pale man in yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. That's another good scary one. The Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth who's got the eyes on his movie. head. Oh, yeah. that's a great one. But um he's the mama character. He plays, you know. He, oh, he's that's a, a specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh Christopher Austin says Pennywise. Yeah, for sure. Uh Jacob Stubblefield, the group from The Strangers. Yeah, that was pretty scary. Uh Jack Torrance says Dave Leak. Uh, another Anton Chigurh from Tim <laughs> Danger Cabine. Uh, and then we'll finish up here with maybe the greatest movie killer of all time uh, from Lynn Bob. She says Buffalo Bill. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. yeah. He's good. I like that actor, too. Yeah, he's good. What else has he been in? He, he was in, like, Law and Order or something Yeah, like he's that? been in a ton of stuff yeah. over the years. And he's one of those where it's always like, oh, hi, Buffalo Bill. Can't shake that one. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. 
So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. All right, now finally, Noel, we're going to close with a comment card. Horror movie specific comment card. Um, let me see here. Sam Westfall says, What are your scared reflexes? Are you screamers? Do you jump out of your seat? Grab someone near you? Close your eyes? What's your reflex? I hold my ears. Really? Mm hmm. Interesting. I am more sensitive to the uh, audio jump scares than I am to the visual stuff. So if I sense yeah. that something's coming or the movie's gone real quiet, uh-huh. and it's really funny watching someone holding their ears when a movie is dead quiet. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens if I'm if I'm like suspecting that something's going to come around the corner. So are you guarding your ears for sound literally? Or I are you don't just, really it know, a Chuck. Thing? It's a comfort thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I used to like – I think I got really freaked out by fireworks when I was a kid, like the sound of them and like the loud sudden noises. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it comes from. You know what Emily's is? is rarely have I gotten her to watch a horror movie, but she covers her head. Not her face or her eyes. She, yeah, like puts like a pillow over her head and holds it or something. That's adorable. Yeah, it's just like a comfort thing, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything. I, I might like, I guess in the theater I might, I think I just fucking tighten up. Like I think my fists are probably clenched and I'm just really rigid. I think that's my move. I, I freeze in terror and get rigid. That's my official move. That seems reasonable. It seems like a reasonable response. Uh, let me see here. Megan Carroll says, deep self-examination required here, guys. Do you truly believe you would survive a horror movie? She said, I would not because I'm not fast and I have asthma. I'm the weak gazelle of the pack. <laughs> um, I would survive a horror movie, I feel like, because I have a tremendous fight-or-flight response mechanism. And... Uh, Chubby old man here could really get these little legs could get moving, and if I needed to, I think, or fight back in a crazy psychotic way if I had to. Would you just like windmill at them, just like flail? I don't know. I think I'd try to out crazy them. 
That seems like a smart move. You know? Yeah. Like, what if you did some shit so crazy that, like, Michael Myers was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need to give him a fucking movie. He's terrifying. Could, would you survive a horror movie, Noel? I don't think so. I don't know, though. I mean, like, I, I, I think that I would hope that my, you know, body chemicals would f- push me to yeah. the, the brink mm-hmm. uh, and, and allow me to survive. I would hope that. I've never even been so much as, like, mugged or, like, attacked. So, oh, me neither. You know, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I can't what imagine. I, I don't know what I would do. That must be terrifying. Yeah, no shit. Like a real life. This isn't like a – well, I mean, obviously people have killers after them. That's the most terrifying. But even just being mugged and yeah. having a gun in your face. I just, you know, we had oh. this office training a couple of weeks ago where we had to learn how to disarm uh, yeah. an active shooter or someone with a knife. I don't remember any of those moves now. But well, uh, well we skipped out on most of that, didn't no, we? No, 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 Chuck. No, I saw. I, I went to. <laughs> I went to part of it. We, I missed the first aid part, um, but I did. I did do the disarming one. Really? Mm-hmm. So you could do that? No, I, I couldn't. No. That's the problem. Like you know, it was like ten minutes of like learning yeah. how to do this, and like you know, that's the problem with all that. Like I took a CPR course, and it's like I need to know CPR now. I have a daughter, and I, I feel like I forgot it twenty minutes later. Are you certified? Yeah, I got certified. Cool. But I don't remember it. Oh, man. You got you to brush up. I did, this was uh, two months ago. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're hopeless, Chuck. <laughs> I, I, think you would, uh, I think you would react in the moment and, and that CPR would happen. That's what I think. I think I would just – the one thing I do remember from this session is that you're just supposed to gouge their eyes out with your thumbs. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> That's the big one. Uh, oh, I thought you meant CPR. You mean the uh, self-defense? <laughs> yes, yes. That, gotcha. would, yeah, that would be a <laughs> poor substitute for CPR. Uh, Tobin uh, Siraki, good name, says, what movie did you see as a kid that scared you? Um, he said his example – maybe something you saw a few years too early. His example was The Exorcist. Um, you know – Tobin, I saw a movie called Something Wicked This Way Comes, Ray Bradbury adaptation when I was a kid. With uh, Jason Robards. And also Jeremy something, the guy from Brazil, isn't he in it? Oh, uh, yeah, not Jeremy. No, uh, what the heck's his name? Yeah, that guy. He's great. Why can't I remember his name? He's the creepy carnival master guy, right? Like there's like a traveling circus or something. Yeah, and that's not a straight up horror. It's... uh, it's uh, Jonathan something, isn't it? Jonathan Price. Yeah, Jonathan Price. Yeah, that's him. Um, it. It's good. I mean, it, it it's scary for a kid for sure. Um, so that 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 scared me when I was a kid. What about you, Noel? You have a kid movie that scared you? Well, yeah, Pet Cemetery. Oh, sure, okay. wrecked me. Yeah. And uh, the the TV movie version of It, which I have revisited recently, and it is awful. It is so oh, bad and good? unscary. It's just really shitty. Now, when was this? Uh, in the in the nineties. Okay, um, I remember it was. I didn't see it. I, well, I, I had I got the VHS of it um, from like Blockbuster. It was like one of those big double VHS t- uh, cases, and that movie kept me up nights, big really? time. I remember my room. Remember I had bunk beds, and I remember like several sleepless nights where I had a friend staying over, and I could not go to sleep because of that movie. And now I've watched it. I'm like, what was wrong with you, little kid? No, yeah, you were a little kid. I know. It was the, the clown was scary. Yeah, sure. What's his name? Um, Is that Tim Curry? Tim Curry. Does okay. it, he does a good Pennywise. But again, a lot of wisecracking. A lot of like one-liners. He's yeah. like, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Like, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, Benjamin Morin says, I feel that horror is too generic. They're slasher, gross-out, sci-fi, tension-filled, suspense horror, etc. How would you suggest we classify horror films? Well, those are pretty good. Slasher films? Uh, I would say gross-out is like, yeah, gore. We talked about torture porn, which is a an awful new entry into that uh, classification. 
Suspense horror? Yeah, those are all great, Benjamin. I think you nailed it. Good job. Uh, Noel, here's one for you. Uh, Chris Rupp says, uh, what's your favorite horror film score? Oh, man. Um, That's hard. Yeah, no, it is, but like I really like all the John Carpenter stuff. And uh, yeah. so, so I know Joe and, and Robert will talk about this, but Joe's favorite Halloween movie is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, really? It's the one that doesn't have Michael Myers yeah, in yeah. it, and it's really goofy. Joe Joe mainly likes bad horror movies, okay. which I can appreciate. But the soundtrack <laughs> is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really great. It's just good. Like, Is synth-y. it Carpenter? Yes, totally Carpenter, yeah. It's like, it, did he direct that too? Or? He did. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, I think he did. I think so. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. I mean, I, I certainly love Carpenter, and it's hard to beat the original Halloween. Such an iconic little uh, piano riff, or Friday the 13th, for that matter. But to go more recently, I thought uh, Hereditary did a great, great job with that droning score. So unsettling. Yeah, and The Witch has a nice droning score, too, with a lot of like kind of shrieking strings that sort of swell up from yep. from the depths of hell. Or actually, I got one for you. Let's go old school. Yeah. Psycho. Psycho's great. Is there anything more classic than that score? Bernard Herrmann. Ring, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. And great string arrangements. Like, da, na, 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 Oh, that's great. I'm a psycho. I'm a psycho. Those are the words. Those are the official words. Yeah, we never heard that. Uh, boy, these questions are great. Uh, Mike Jones says, what's your favorite horror movie weapon? Freddy's Glove, Jason's Machete, Leatherface's Chainsaw. Boy, it's hard to beat that chainsaw as far as that, I mean, uh, sheer sound design. It's hard to beat that chainsaw in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But a knife killing is always the creepiest to me. Something about being knifed and seeing a knife go in you is just terrifying. You know what I don't like? I, I don't like cutting. I don't like cutting. I don't mind stabbing. I don't like cutting. Okay. Cutting bothers me. Okay. That makes me look away. So we're never going to be blood brothers? No. Okay. Well, I, I, I might do it if it was just a poke. So we could be stab brothers? Can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, stabbing just creeps me out. Someone suggested a Knowles Holes Halloween edition. That's Tobin again. Uh, we'll, we'll bring out Knowles Holes again, but not this week. You keep your hands off my holes, Chuck. <laughs> Stellan Carlson, our old pal, says, what kind of horror movie would you like to make? Well, I think we kind of covered it. I want to base one around that one shot. And and I've always kind of thought that a, a camping, friends out camping for the weekend thing is not only is it a classic thing, but it's something that is doable because you're set as the woods in some tents and camping gear, like, you can make something like that on the cheap. Uh, I might do that one day, Noel. I might make a horror movie. Now's the time. I don't know if I, I – mean, I think I may have mentioned this when we talked about Hereditary, but, yeah, I, d- I definitely did. But, like, the fact that the guy that directed that was originally wanting to do a like, a like a drama, like a family drama, and then realized that a horror movie was a lot easier to sell. Oh. And so that's why we're seeing so much horror now. Huh. It happens year-round, too. It's not just around Halloween times. But that explains why Hereditary was really a family drama at no, heart. It was. He didn't have to change much. You know, That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he also did have to change a lot. Well, I know. Enter telephone pole. Um, all right. Let's finish up with uh, one more here. Uh, John Millsap, John's John's always around. John, your dog kind of looks like mine. 
Uh, is there a sub-genre of horror you just won't touch? Like possession movies, serial killer movies. I feel like you had something that you won't watch. Stuff with kids, right? Well, I don't know. No, I mean, it's not so much that. Like, I just don't like really mean-spirited movies where terrible things happen to the characters all the time. Yeah. I just, it, it kind of hurts my feelings, you know? Like, yeah, you I'm like just, those happy-go-lucky horror I like movies. a happy-go-lucky horror movie. <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. Like, Hereditary is definitely an example of one of those. But I thought the movie was great. But I don't seek it out. Like, it's not something I like. If it's if it's got dramatic reason behind it, then I'm into it. But some horror movies, like the torture ones especially, are just so nihilistic and hateful that I'm just kind of like, I don't want to fuck with this. It's like, yeah. I got are there other things I could, I could watch. Yeah, I think in order to be a successful horror film, there need to be peaks and valleys and tension and relief of tension. And I don't know. I feel like the – I feel like those torture porny movies are just sort of – I don't. I don't think they're crafted. No, uh, thoughtfully. They're not. They're not. There's. There's not really much thought behind it, and the pacing is usually kind of bad. And it's. 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 You know what it is. And I get why they call it torture porn, because it's like it's torture to watch it. <laughs> no, it's just like a porn. There's the parts in between the porn parts, the sex parts, right? And then it's all about the sex parts. And everything in between it is just like a waste of time. Like, who gives a shit? Just fast forward. Just show me. That's why I'm saying I look up the Saw movies. I just want to know what the, the, the murder devices are. Right. I don't want to watch the movie because then I have to watch all the in-between parts. Oh, I love it. All right, everybody. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Get on that Movie Crushers page. Find out some people that live in a town, in your town or near you. And get together and watch a horror movie together this month. Do a little do a little movie club in your town. Get some movie crushers together and watch a good horror movie. You know it'd be fun. Um, a lot of people do this on these Facebook groups. Is people will have like watch parties. Yeah, that's where, what I'm where, you, where you like go on there uh-huh. and like you actually kind of live tweet the movie or like comment on oh, it while you're that, watching. Yeah, it. that'd be yeah. cool too. Yeah. I don't know. We could take part in that. Even, we could. Right? So what do you do? Just queue it up at the same time? I and... think you do. Wow. Maybe. I'd love to do a fun like. Uh, you know, rent a theater out and do a big screening party cool. at some point. Do yeah, maybe. Cool. Yeah, maybe the plaza or or, uh, or the midtown that they, they rent out. We could totally do that. Would Would you come to Atlanta, people? Come to Atlanta, people, and, and see a movie with us. Come on, big old party. That's where you shot your promo thing for the show, right? Wasn't it? At the, but the midtown, right? Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. All right, everyone. That's it for this week. Horror movie spooktacular part one. Uh, join us next week for part two with uh, Robert Lamb and uh, Joe for. From uh, stuff to blow your mind, like Noel said, they know their horror movies. And I'm looking forward to just doing a lot of listening in that one and and queuing them up to educate me and all of you on some of – because trust me, with these guys, it'll be obscure and weird. Yeah. They won't be like, no, Friday the 13th. Yeah, they won't be like me. No. It's going to be much, much more in-depth. Like the Suspiria is too mainstream for them. Yeah, that's true. They're like, everybody's seen that. That remake looks – Awesome! By it the does. Way. It looks it great. It looks really cool, and apparently, it's it's horrifying. Yeah, I can't wait. There's like one sequence that they showed at some kind of press event uh-huh. over lunch, and apparently, <laughs> it's like the it, I've Pukey. heard it described. Yeah, it's like a woman dancing uh, who is somehow with her body through like witchcraft or some black magic, controlling the body of another woman who's in another room, and her body is just like breaking, and like her limbs are just splitting backwards, oh, and good she just God. ends up like as some kind of like drooling ball of urine and vomit on the ground. 
Yeah, there's some something about the cracking of limbs too. That's really bad. Oh, and the it's all sound yeah, effects yeah, and for sure. Yeah, it, that that's that gives me the creeps just hearing about it. All right, so tune in next week for horror movie spectacular part two, and uh, listen up this week. Um, I'm not sure who your homework is, everyone. We're we're so far behind here at Movie Crush. We're just playing it fast and loose. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the Stranger Things episode, though. And uh, we will see you next time on the Mini Crush. Have a fun tour, Noel. Hey, thanks, man. I'll see you soon. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 